This is your other brother's podcast. Sorta. What up, yo? <laughs> this is Tom. Uh, checking in for another event- another edition of the Corona Combo Cast. Here with your other brothers, we're a community navigating faith, homosexuality, masculinity, and coronavirus together. My name is Tom, and I'm so excited, y'all. We're closing out our first week of this Combo Cast with a big name. This was a huge get. This is a, an OG, another OG that goes back to the beginning. Um, I know he's been wandering lots of places lately, so I'm excited to catch up with him and see what where he's at now and how'd he get here. It's our brother Dean. What's up, Dean? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? They're scared and lonely and trapped at home, Dean. That's how they are doing. Oh, sweet. Me too. <laughs> this is perfect. So I know how that feels. Yeah. So, Dean, where have you been? What's what's been your what's your little update in your neck of the woods? Oh. Gosh, so well, I'm in the Midwest right now, uh, but I spent uh, a week and a half in Orlando, Florida recently. Um, so with all this stuff going on right now in the world, uh, I'm out of work. So hmm. that's a fun, cheery note. Um, I'm one of the people that, you know, all, like all this going on has affected job stuff. So uh, right when I realized I was going to be out of work, uh, my sister reached out to me and she was moving in Florida, she's moving from her rental house to her new house that just finished being built. So I packed up my daughter and the two of us went down there and oh. we, yeah. So me and my daughter helped my sister and her family move. That was 11 days of packing and moving. And then I also, so that way my sister and mother-in-law could do more stuff that they only they knew how to do or something like that. Um, I would stay with all the kids. My sister has two daughters. And so I spent a lot of time with the three little kids. Uh, well, my one of my nieces is a teenager, so not little, little, but spent time with the kids and got food ready and everything like that. So I was in beautiful Orlando, Florida, where was I arrived there and it was 80 degrees and it was gorgeous. Yeah. And then I got back to the Midwest yesterday and it was like in the 30s or 40s. What a contrast. I was like, okay. But man, what, okay, what a time to move, first of all, (laughs) like to pick this time of the season of life to move uh, and to be in Orlando, which I would imagine year round is a pretty heavily touristy city. I can't imagine how empty it must have been now with nobody congregating anywhere. Yeah, the airport was eerie when I left. Because when I got there, there were still people that were flying in and out. Because I got there right when a lot of shelter-at-home place orders mm-hmm. were taking place, or quarantining places were, quarantine orders were taking place. Because it was it was about it was almost two weeks ago that I left. When when my daughter and I flew back yesterday, there were seven people on our flight on a plane that holds <laughs> like up to 150. It was very That's bizarre. social distancing. Were you like on all corners of the plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to spread out. They didn't serve snacks either because yeah. uh, so planes are no longer serving snacks or beverages of any kind to avoid any sort Extra of touching, like, contact. Yeah. yeah. And the only time the flight attendants came down was when they, they came down with a trash bag towards the end of the flight in case we had any trash that we wanted to get rid of, which I had like <laughs> I had some like tissues and things like that. 
because my daughter and I kept dropping food everywhere because we had snacks. We kept dropping in places and she was picking it up about ready to eat. And I was like, no, we can't eat anything. <laughs> it's touched the plane. A plane could just be one giant coronavirus from yeah, head to toe. Be. That's interesting. See, this is why I love all the interviews, all the conversations I've been able to have this week, because we have so many different perspectives of what people are doing <laughs> and experiencing. And so the fact that you yeah. flew on two planes in the last <laughs> week or two, that's exciting. Yeah. That's adventurous. Are you like, is there any part of you that's paranoid or, or did you like super hand sanitize all flight long or like what's, what's your, what are I your mean, thoughts on flying in this time right now? Yeah, there were so there were there were concerns, and it was mostly for my daughter, not for me. Like yeah, if I, I get sick, I I kind of am resigned. Like if I get sick, but that's also because I have horrible self esteem, and usually <laughs> I kind of want to die. So like for me, that's something that like my main concern if I ever get if I get sick is, am I gonna contaminate someone else? So that's always my thought. It was more like. I have my kid with me and I don't want mm. her to get sick. So like I was just going like, Oh gosh. So yeah, we had hand sanitizer because we were, so when all this started going down, when schools closed and everything like that, um, my daughter and I were at home all day. And so I decided, okay, we're going to make the best of this time. So like three, four weeks ago when all this started to kind of begin uh, and here in the Midwest, a few of the states were very early in like pushing shelter at home and closing schools and everything. So we actually started to clean the whole house, my daughter and I, uh, while my wife was still working. And so we cleaned the house. And so I found like six or seven bottles of hand sanitizer around our house. Score. Um, I know. You I was can't like, find this six is the or best. seven in a store right now. I know. I was like, this is great. I wonder if I can sell these. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I was like, we're, we'll use these. They were all like the little like two, one and two ounce yeah. bottles. And so I was like, this is perfect. We're about to fly. So I shoved them in our luggage and, and everything like that and, and into our carry-on bags. And so on the flight down there, because I mean, that was two weeks ago, the flight down there, I didn't really worry as much. We washed our hands. There were still a lot of people on the flight with us uh, on the way down there. And I don't think it really is, like was that much knowledge or there was really that much awareness of it. And especially going to Florida, because there were still people, Florida hadn't closed anything down, mm. really. I think they closed some schools at that point, but like things were, a lot of things were still open. Uh, we arrived the week that they actually closed Disney World. Oh, okay. Uh, so we just missed. Being I feel able like to Florida, Disney. from what I could tell, it seems like Florida was a little bit behind the curve here. Like there were places shutting down yeah. way before Florida did, which feels incorrect. <laughs> yeah, my my entire state especially, shut down before especially Florida this season like it was spring break and we all seen we've all seen like the infamous footage of like hundreds oh, of gosh. people on the beach for spring break and complaining that the bars aren't open and I was just like yeah. wonder why what took so long for Florida to catch up but God uh, bless who Florida. knows God bless Florida and <laughs> all the As I say are. often in my prayers God bless Florida they need they need your blessing <laughs> they need Lord. it yeah. They they need they need they need Jesus they need Jesus that's for sure. For sure. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it back in one piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, made it back in one piece. We're we're back in the Midwest. We're in uh, shelter at home order in our state, mm-hmm. and so we are chilling. And yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing. So I'm keeping an eye out for like symptoms and that sort of thing. But uh, we were pretty careful. And when I, when we were down in Florida we basically, we didn't go anywhere when we were down in Florida. We, because I, I mean, we were both working 
uh, both helping out of the house. And so legitimately the only, the only place we went was the, the day after we arrived, we went with my sister to the grocery store just to pick up food for the week. Um, just to make sure we had everything. And that was, that was literally the only place I went to other than when we, we have, when the move happened and then we went over to the new house. So other than that, I did nothing in Florida. That's good. Um, you didn't go to any playgrounds or lick any slides or anything like that. No, I didn't lick any toilet seats <laughs> in the airplane either. Like some of those people have done. Um, no, it was, it was pretty basic. So yeah, well, I mean, we went to the airport, the airport was pretty empty on uh, pretty empty yesterday, uh, flew back and boom, drove straight back home. And so now we're home and uh, yeah, I traveled in the midst of this, pandemic which was really kind of weird yeah to be like all right well, nothing like a pandemic making me want to make me travel yeah right <laughs> well what's your so this is my first conversation with you about this pandemic and everything so i definitely yeah. wanted to just like get your thoughts on like what do you see happening or what do you do you feel dread do you feel fear do you feel excitement do you feel appreciation do you feel a mix of all of that like what's what kind of what's what's your vantage point um, for all of this right now i well there's part of me because i'm an empath there's part of me that i just pick up on the feelings of everyone else so i remember uh when they did it was march 13th i want to say it was when my state the governor got up and at his press conference talked about doing the shelter at home order in my state uh, initially through april 7th and now it's been extended to april 30th but when he first did that, I remember all I could feel. I, I felt what I would probably everyone else was feeling, but not because it was necessarily my feelings. It was just like, as an empath, I was like, this has changed so much for millions of people in my state. And this affects millions of people. And it's just like, I could feel all of that, all of those feelings of dread, anxiety, stress, fear, and everything. For me personally, I, I don't know. I, I feel a sense of caution but I also feel like there's, there's opportunities here. There's opportunities that we wouldn't normally get. And so I'm not, one of the things that has come out of this is I've been a little bit frustrated with Christians because I'm seeing people post a lot of different things on social media. Uh, everything from this is a sign of the last days to, well, Paul was in quarantine and he wrote letters and I'm like, okay, Paul was under house arrest, very different things. <laughs> and don't compare yourself to Paul, please. So people are posting all this stuff on here and I've seen people pull out verses that I'm like, I'm sure that they've never even read that book of the Bible before. And they're now pulling a verse from it. Like, look, it's a sign. It's not a sign. Wrong. And so the, the thing that I'm feeling when, this, when I say opportunity is I feel like this is an opportunity for Christians to really understand what it means to follow Christ and what it means to be the church in our world. Because churches now are having to find other ways to meet they can't meet in person anymore they either have to do online or something like that it actually has to be focused on community and on time together mm -hmm. uh time together building intentional community um weird parallel but it reminds me ma uh elisa and i were long distance the entire time we dated and most of the time we were engaged so we didn't have a physical presence around each other we saw each other about once a month we had to build our entire relationship literally just on communicating with each other long distance. And at that time we were both poor and had like zero te technology with us. So we couldn't even video chat. It was literally phone calls and texting mm. for 
the year and a half, two years that we were together before we got married. So this is like, this is like an opportunity for the church to like strip away all the bells and whistles. Not that there's anything wrong with like fancy stages or nice worship sets or things like that. But I think you're right. I mean, this is an opportunity to focus strictly on the community aspects of connecting with fellow congregants and then, Mm -hmm. and then hopefully doing some kind of outreach for the community right now, people that are super in need right now. Absolutely. I think back, yeah, I think back, I was uh, talking to someone at my church and they were making the comment about, you know, they felt restless and they were, they were wondering like, okay, should we, should we find a way to meet in person anyway? And they said, you know, the early church defied things or when they were meeting and I was like, okay, I was like wrong parallel, wrong, wrong, that's a wrong parallel. But my thought back to that is the early church did do things to care for the community when things happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And they did things to care for people. And so my comment was, how about as the church, we still find a way to protect the vulnerable and care for our community without putting anyone in danger? So what can we do to care for people and help people? Um, my church has a food pantry that's still operating, but they're operating within the means that uh, our county has advised. Uh, so everyone's wearing protective gear. It's a limited number of people at the pantry, and they only do drive through service. So people drive through. They don't get out of the cars, and we hand them the food. So that way they, they're not exposed to anything and we're not exposed to anything at all either. And so we're finding ways to serve. And so my, my push is, okay, for the church, how can we really focus on being intentional about building community, discipling people, and protecting the vulnerable, all while still understanding that this is really what it ma- this is really what matters in church. This is really what we should be doing anyway when there's not a pandemic. Um, uh, it should be... Uh, the, the Jesus makes the comment about you shouldn't tithe. Uh, you don't forget to tithe in kindness and in good deeds and in caring for others mercy, and tithe in mercy and, and justice while also not forgetting to tithe with what you've been given. And so the same thing we, yes, we can't meet right now on our traditional times of Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, but we can still be the church in the community. And so I hope the opportunity is that with this, when all this is over, we've realized that what the church really is, is the United body of Christ and that we can actually still keep that united sense, that mm-hmm. sense of community and caring for our communities while not forgetting that we can still gather together and worship. We can have both right now yeah. in our country, and we should have both right now in our country. So that's my overall feeling in all That was this. beautiful, yeah. I mean, I feel, I mean, you know me better than most people, <laughs> Dean. I've been leaning into the darkness <laughs> of this time. I've been like wearing sackcloth and keeping the so lights shocked. off and, you know, just like really... <laughs> really embracing the awfulness of this, but I will say there, um, I mean, there's been positives certainly that have come into my own life, a slower pace and appreciation Mm -hmm. of gratitude that I haven't felt in a long time, but I'm just thinking on a macro scale, like if the church, um, yeah, like you said, whenever, whenever we reach the end of this, whatever that even means, whatever that, whatever that even looks like, we still don't have a clear picture of that. Like, I just think it would be such a shame if, there wasn't something that we got from this. If there wasn't something that carried over from this time, mm-hmm. the struggles that we've had, the things we've had to sacrifice, the adjustments we've had to make, um, but the ways we've been able to connect with one another, um, you know, and I'm sure there are some yep. churches and some communities doing that better than others, but I would like to think that, that that's something that would carry over into the next, the next era, the next phase of existence, because, yep. and I think that could be a really beautiful thing if we allow it to be. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know. I, Absolutely. as a, as a four as well, I give myself some credit. I like to see the, the, uh, where, where's the redemption in this? Where's the beauty in this? Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, despite my gosh, like we just, we just got an awful report from, 
from the White House that like this is going to get pretty bad. Like the next bad. few weeks is yep. not like what we've seen so far is only just starting to only mm-hmm. just starting to happen. And and so there is a lot of gruesome, awful stuff. That's not to you know lessen that at all. But mm-hmm. um, but I do think that for sure we as the church have have something beautiful that we can carry through this and into the other side. Mm-hmm. And I hope I hope they do. I hope we do. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, there are still, when, whenever I've heard people misquote scripture on this, my, my point is, I made this actually to my pastor because he asked, my, asked me for some of my thoughts about all this and about people pulling some of the scriptures out of context. And my thought was when, when you pull those prophecies, what you have to pull is the principles out of them, not necessarily the, the prophecies themselves because the prophecies have a specific purpose and an audience. And the principle that I keep pulling out of this um, is what uh, Jeremiah spoke to the exiles when when the people of Israel were taken into Babylon, and the, what he spoke to the exiles was, you know, build houses, plant gardens, make families, and live life. And so my thought for the church is, as we're in this time, live life still in this pandemic. Don't let this stop you from building your walk in Christ and living life as a Christ follower. And understand that this season will end one day. And when that season ends, it's not a returning back to your old ways. It's living this new life within a new, yeah. within a new season, within a new arena. That's a huge distinction to make. Yeah. Cause everyone talks about going back to normal and it would be nice on many levels to go back to normal, but there, as the weeks go by, I definitely feel that responsibility. Like I don't want to go back to normal. I want to get something from this. I want to apply it and I want to take mm-hmm. that with me into the next, the next normal, the next new normal, whatever yep. it is. And I hope, I hope that's something that does translate across the world. Cause if it does, then who knows? I mean, things could be amazing on the other side of this, but that remains to be seen. Yeah. It does. But yeah, it's, we're not going to go back to normal. We are, we are going to enter a, a new, as you said, a new normal. It's a new thing that we're going to be entering mm-hmm. into. So whatever our lives were like before COVID-19, that's that's gone we now live in a new we're going to live in a new post-covid 19 world from here on out and we'll see what that looks like dean man we we've we've riffed on some great things today we only have three (laughs) minutes left dean what do you want to talk about in our final minutes Uh, oh i i don't know because like i oh i could give an update on my fruit of the spirit tell us about journey because i just because I just had one posted earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave my update on Joy. Um, that was, yeah, so I am now, I Peace was last month. So Joy was actually back in February. Peace was March. Um, and I, I will share some more stuff about how Peace has been before I give an update on that. But today started Patience. Ooh, how appropriate to be talking about patience during this pandemic. Unbelievable. Yeah. During timing. this wow. pandemic, I know I was taking a walk earlier today, processing some things and praying. And I was reminded, I was like, April 1st, this starts patience. And I was like, of course it starts patience. We're in sheltered home order until the end of this month. At least. So yeah, at least. You never know what's going to happen next. So that's really exciting because you've been writing, for those that don't know, you've been writing for the last few months about the fruit of the spirit yep. and blogging about, uh, yeah, different fruits mm-hmm. of the spirit, how they apply to your life right now. So that's, it's been cool yep. to just, uh, 
get that perspective. It's, it's been fun and it, it's been very fascinating to see it, especially because my, my, I wanted to do it and how do I view this through my sexuality and my gender identity? And so it's been intriguing because what I, what's happening is that I'm learning about it in my larger life to actually understand more deeply what that fruit of the spirit is and how it plays in my life. And then it starts seeping into my sexuality, my identity, and I'm starting to able to see, okay, this is, if it applies in my life in this way, this is what it looks like in this way. And so I'm actually learning like this is, it's very much faith. Like this is the, uh, the navigating homosexuality, masculinity and faith. This is all very faith yeah. and is bleeding into the other two areas. Uh, so it's been exciting now with that kind of focus, like patience. I'm like, all right, day one is patience. We're going to figure this out. And I'm excited to share some more things, but that'll have to, you'll have to wait for that one. Cause I mean, we'll have to be, be patient for that. Right. Yes, you will. But yeah, that's, that's, that's it with me. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know what else. If we had more time, I might tell the story about you and I first meeting and how I almost, you have 33 seconds. Please tell the story now. (laughs) When I first met Tom, he could not ask a question. He could not, he didn't know how to have a conversation. Let's be clear. The first time you met me was at an ice skating rink and oh my gosh that was right. the first time and it was more of a just like a hey i'm tom hey you're the guy who comments on my blog hello no actually wait was that the first time or was the first time when i'm pretty sure that was the first time or was the first time when you called your family when i was hanging out with them and your dad said tom this is dean he's tom 2.0 no no i'd already met you by that point oh you don't yeah, because i had moved okay. away from home and all of a sudden dean just is at my house, like all the time, probably not all the time, probably only there once every other month or something, but I would call home and he would be there. And so it felt like I had been (laughs) replaced. It was very strange, but you had been, it's okay. (laughs) My family, my family loves you. You are loved. You are, you are a welcome part of the, of the clan. And I love them and I miss them. And I'm really sad that I'm going to have to wait to see them again. Yes. So yeah. Well, Dean, it was so good to see you again. Thank you for coming on the the brand new Corona Convo cast. I'm excited to keep having these great conversations. Um, stay tuned, Dean, to our next episode. You might you might know who the next person is. I mean, I know you do know Ooh. who the next person is, but it'll be a great conversation. Yeah. I'm excited to have that. Um, Can't wait. <laughs> so thanks for being here today. Um, all y'all listening, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to follow what we're doing with Your Other Brothers, go to yourotherbrothers.com or follow us on all the socials at your other bros. And remember, you are not alone. Even the sparrow stays at home. So you can stay at home too. Remember y'all stay home, but stay connected. And we'll be back next week for a whole new slew, a whole bunch of brand new conversations with people within and adjacent to Yab. So we'll see you next time y'all. See ya.